You want to know the real twist? This podcast has been dead the whole time. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello, and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 45. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me, as always, Chris Newth. Hey, guys. Kyle Maddock. That is a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. This is my last chance to think of something really cool to Today, say. we're reviewing the final episode of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, season four, episode 13, which, if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes that featured five stories that defied explanation. Some based on real events, others totally fake. In our show, we'll summarize those stories, make our own predictions as to which are fact and which are fiction, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. We did it. Here we are. What do we do? Well, we've well, reached the end. This was the yeah. end? Yeah, Mark. This we, is the final episode of the series. We, we Mark talked keeps about thinking this. there's a season five, but season five is in your mind. Maybe Mark. they made it and never released it. And only showed Mark. They only showed Mark <laughs> and he was an executive producer. <laughs> yeah. and are and Dick Clark are tight. Are there tight. stories you remember that you didn't see, Mark? I don't remember the ones that we have seen. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone any additional episodes. <laughs> so there is something going on in this episode. Did anyone else get a sense that they were trying to pull out all the stops? Not in terms of the story, like <laughs> excitement. Because that, that, that was not, yeah, that not, was not a point. Not there. But we made several comments throughout this episode about the music being particularly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a period piece <laughs> with some of the most legitimate acting. The accents were actually really good. It wasn't, they were, yeah. it wasn't cheesy. There was some... There was a gunfight? There was a gunfight. There was a... uh, One of the stories takes place in an elevator. It's actually in an elevator. It looked like it was on top of a skyscraper. 30, 35 stories up. Like every single There was a severed hand that tapped some glass. (laughs) The prop... Well, the prop department. Okay, that... That left a little to be desired. Yeah. I thought the hand was great. I think they were, they've been waiting for four seasons to use that hand. It's you know? just been in the back. <laughs> so you're going fiction on that one. Oh, I don't know. I didn't say anything. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> but this is it. I mean, this is the the moment that no that that I have not been waiting for. Um, I really do wish that there was at least another season or ten. I <laughs> had someone on Twitter actually tell me. I don't know if this is true or not. I have not verified, but they said. I just, this is um, at Jaded Blueberry said, I just, (laughs) shout out, (laughs) said, I just found out that a German TV channel will produce two new episodes due to the 20th anniversary. It will air in November and I'm so excited about it. What? What? We do know that Germany loves Beyond Belief. As they call it, X Factor. X Factor. Well, what I what I will say about that is that by the time this episode is airing, that will have already happened. So we will have found out. And it was two great episodes. We loved them. The fact that Jonathan Frakes came back for it really spoke German. And played all the roles in all the stories. He definitely is the Christopher Plummer of Beyond Belief. What about his haircut? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, where do we find these German episodes? That's not true. This is this is a nine. Rumor. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you just 
Well, I mean, it's the wow. only German word I know. <laughs> you know, Auf Wiedersehen. What does that mean? Goodbye. No, I don't. Well, now you do. And that's what we're saying to the show. It's true. It's very true. Well, I'm just, I just love that it went out on a fizzle. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like we were all gearing up for it and it just went. <laughs> it was like when you take a balloon and you slowly stretch out the little mouth part. <laughs> and by wow. that, I mean that dogs was, went crazy. That was not studio effects on that. You did no, that. that. I've been doing balloon work for a long time. <laughs> wow. Uh, they call me in for all of the uh, Foley and the original mm. Bozo the Clown show. Mm. Whenever okay. he would let out the air, <laughs> the sounds weren't actually as they good. They call you in for the It movie. Mm-hmm. All the scenes. Please yeah. tune in to our next podcast where we review the Bozo the Clown. We'll be going back and, and, and doing a deep dive on you know which mm-hmm. tricks he performed on the show were actually real and which ones were just completely made mm-hmm. up by the show's writers. <laughs> I will say that um, while these particular stories were not uh, that exciting, I will say I've got some fantastic observations about how <laughs> unexciting they were. So no, this this podcast is going to be great. But I um, <laughs> I I see. I'm looking forward to this episode specifically because it's my last chance to get a true hundred percent. I've gotten it before, but Kyle snatched it away from me by claiming that it was invalid. Damn straight. Well, was, I mean, what? It was yeah. the pilot episode that we had already done a test episode. We watched on, it. So. We remembered half of them. Like three of us got five out of five. Yeah, because <laughs> the first time we watched it, Chris, you didn't get a hundred. No, that's true. That's true. And those are the stats that we're going to count uh, for the overall stats. And we're going to do a complete statistical breakdown at the end of this episode. We're going to find out. Who amongst us is the best at predicting Beyond Belief Factor? Who fiction? gets to take home the bronzed Jonathan Frakes? <laughs> oh my God. Life size. God, it's a and the bronzed <laughs> Rollins. Is that for last place? Yeah, that's for last place. <laughs> and the bronze deflating balloon. <laughs> oh, don't leave oh, him with no. that. He's turning blue. <laughs> Jesse. I Here's just, the thing. I ate one of those gobstoppers, you guys. Here's the thing. This is a Willy Wonka reference because she eats the gobstopper and then they say, don't eat the gobstopper. I hate that yeah, movie. And then she, <laughs> she turns into a jaded blueberry. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Twitter handle. No, I thought it was, it was amazing. I love the callback. Mark, no one's giving you credit. I thought it was <laughs> ingenious. My thing uh, about this season is, unlike past seasons where I kind of knew who was in the lead, I have no idea with who's going to win this season. I know what everyone's thinking. I'm going to be the dark horse that comes in and wins it all. <laughs> We're all thinking it. No We're one sees it coming. It. I'm going to sneak my way to the top. Tiffany swoops in. You know, I can't help it. And then the question is, even whoever randomly wins this season... Is Mark's two season one and season two wins going sure. to be able to be enough to, to bring him to him the ahead. overall winner of the show? It's tough though because season one has less episodes so that plays into the overall kind of calculation. Did the co- where the coin rank amongst the whole show? So much to find out. What if the coin? Took home the grand prize. The Brolin or the Frakes? The Frakes. The Frakes. Okay. It the would Frakes. be fitting somehow if the coin, if the coin beat us all. It would be. I would be fine with that. I would actually prefer that. What if well, the, what if the sure, coin? Because you're going to lose regardless. What I'm if the coin absolutely going to lose with exactly fifty percent? It would make sense though. You flip it enough times. 
if it didn't get 50%, I think that that would mean that there's some sort of actual pattern to the episodes. Or that the coin is uh, faulty. Hmm. Faulty coin. Got to get our coins direct from the mint. Call the mint! No one's picking up. They are busy. It's late. Um, So (laughs) let's get the show on the road, everybody. For the very last time, let's dive into these five stories, starting with The Bloody Hand. So what's the deal with the hand? Oh, I never heard the story. About 20 years ago, a beautiful young girl was murdered. Now they just by the bar. All they found was her bloody hand. Really? People kept coming in asking about the murder and the hand. We even had a drink called the bloody hand. You want to try it? Why is this story called the bloody hand when there is no bloody hand at all? Should be called the pickled hand. The pickled hand. It's in a pickle jar. <laughs> it is. It Gross. is. I, I wish. Ew. Be delicious. What? <laughs> Don't eat the hand. <laughs> Tiffany, you're going to give us a story summary. What happened here? So we're at a dive bar called the Bloody Hand, which it's called that after a murder happened 20 years ago in which a woman was murdered outside the bar. And the only thing that the police found was her bloody hand on the street. And so this bar has kind of made this into a tourist attraction. They have a remote controlled hand in a jar, the front of the bar that kind of moves and uh, points to people and, you know, all the tourists love it. And so one night we're in the bar and a, drifter comes in very agitated very on edge and the hand starts pointing at him gets him very upset so the bartender tells the guy in the back like hey stop stop doing that stop pointing at this guy um but the drifter kind of sticks around and you know he's trying to play pool but everyone hears he got scared and upset about the hand and they start laughing at him and he starts getting even angrier and then the guy who supposedly is remote controlling this hand comes out and he's like, I haven't been touching it this whole time. Like I, you told me to stop and I stopped. That's when the drifter really starts getting upset. He starts lashing out. He takes out a knife and he accuses everybody in the bar of setting him up. And lo and behold, he confesses to the murder of 20 years ago. They, they call the cops on him and he is convicted. Yes. So this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that this kitschy tourist attraction could kind of end up pressuring a guy to admit to a crime. Yeah, or if it, it was like, oh, is this the the ghost of the murdered woman using the remote control to point right, out exactly. her killer? My, my, exactly. My, my question is, this guy comes back, this drifter comes back to this bar that he knows he murdered somebody at a while back. Okay, I can, I can understand. Guilt. They return yeah. to the scene of the crime. Yeah, exactly. Then the hand calls him out and he he gets all uncomfortable and then decides to hang out. And play some pool. What? Yeah, he's not <laughs> if, really that if the concerned. The hand calls you out and you're freaked out by it. Well, Won't you just get the fuck out of Well, there? yeah, know the old saying if the hand calls you out, time to get out. Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> That's a freak saying, is yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's a that's a ism Yeah, <laughs> I hate stories where people randomly confess. I got to be honest. I just it, get or, ready, yeah, <laughs> strap yourselves in, boys. It's <laughs> it's such a trope of procedural TV uh, where it's like you're you getting know, hang up on you're getting. I'm not, hung I'm not up saying I'm going the, factor the fiction most on it. Worthless part of it. I'm not saying I'm going factor fiction based on that. I just hate those types of stories where someone's like. Yeah, I did it. You guys set me up. I murdered the woman. It's like, I just don't feel like that's a believable thing that happens in real Mm -hmm. life. I don't know. This one also just screams urban legend. I think Mark, you even said it while we were watching it, where it was just, 
And I hate that because I can't tell if that means it's fact or fiction or not, you know, because it yeah. could technically that goes what either way. What urban legends sometimes. tend to fall under? We've done I this think 45 more, times. More often than not, they're fiction. Yeah, I probably. Mean, it's like the bloody hand, the hook, the bloody hook. He has come in at the end and he's like, you think this one was fact? Nope, it's an urban legend. Yeah. Yeah, so, he has done that. Or like, happened. you think this one's fake? No, it's an urban legend. Fact. Based on real <laughs> things that sometimes, you know, spawn an urban. You, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like a real yeah. story can spawn an urban legend. See, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what yep. that's what I that's what I meant. Where it's like, if something sounds like an urban legend, I'm like, either it's a real story that spawned it, or it's just literally something. Yeah, it just seems so plausible that a guy returns to the scene of the crime and gets uncomfortable and admits to the crime that he committed. Yeah, like, that it, is it plausible. Yeah, it doesn't seem too far fetched. Chris, the ghostly rules of this one is the ghost controlling the animatronic like joystick in the back, like <laughs> manipulating it and pointing that finger. I don't really, I mean, perhaps that's something that I could believe in, but that could also just be, you know, faulty robotics, you know. <laughs> you have a... AI's taking This over. is one of your last ghostly rules. I know, and now I'm suddenly the most logical amongst us. It's uh, it's probably just a uh, an artifact of the robotics uh, in the animatronic <laughs> hand failing at that time, maybe short-circuiting, and, uh, you know, could have been pointing at him, or it could have been just kind of generally pointing, and he could have interpreted it in whatever way due to the uh, stress and guilt over the last 20 years. No, I have, a, I have a lot of... Uh, I have a lot of problems with this story, actually. There's the... You know, the fact that this hand is is tapping the glass and everyone in the in the bar is l- snickering and laughing at that this guy. That was a little weird. That's just a thing that's a part of the bar. Like, it felt why very are they much finding like it a, so funny? Like a middle school like lunch situation where like the yeah. person like person like trips over their shoelace and spills their lunch and everyone's like Except for <laughs> in this scenario, the bullies are the heroes and the nerd True. is a murderer. Yeah. So in this in this <laughs> one just particular like case, just like middle school, for me anyway. In this one particular particular case i think we can say bullying is okay finally hashtag bully the murderer i know they they were (laughs) laughing so hard at the hand just going (laughs) well would you imagine it does 20 times a day i know is it possible (laughs) people get falsely accused of murder in that bar every day (laughs) (laughs) and he's the first one to snap yeah is it possible that 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 this is just in his head and the hand's not pointing at him at all oh well then if we're getting into that it's kind of like telltale heart right a little bit yeah. Which I think is a little more psychologically entertaining yeah. and fascinating. If they're mm. like, the hand's been broken for two weeks. This t- <laughs> <laughs> like if the hand What was- a short, lame amount of time. Hand hasn't worked for 14 minutes. <laughs> Just literally a few minutes ago, I, I, I spilled some coffee on the controls. It's, <laughs> it's going to take at least a day to repair. Now that I think about it, the Telltale Heart kind of fits this pretty well. All right, guys. Well, we've talked about it. Let's go ahead and make predictions. Let's find out what we think. Fact or fiction. First up, Tiffany. This is an easy one, Tiff. Oh, God. Don't say that. Jesus now I'm second guessing everything. Don't worry about it. Chris will get his 100%. It's his last chance to do it. He'll he'll get five out of five <laughs> you stories. You guys know I've been purposely one. getting not 100% okay. for 45 episodes. No, and no, now no. is when I pull it out. You sneaky son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. What do you think? Um, You know... Th- I originally, when we were watching it, I thought maybe it was facts, but then as we talked, it's really sounding more and more like fiction and urban legendy to me. So I'm going to say fiction. Kyle. I can't help but think that it is fiction. I'm going to go fiction. Mark. I never questioned it. It's always been fiction. <laughs> so I'm going to go fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. I'll go next. This is classic urban legend fiction. Chris. Oh, easy fiction. 
All right, guys, we've all locked in our predictions, but there is one more prediction we like to make, the prediction of random chance. I'll flip a coin. Heads is fact, tails is fiction, and we will calculate the coins percentage of correct answers and see if we can actually beat the coin. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Here we go. Let's flip a coin. Fiction says the coin, and we are going to move on to story number two, which is called The Battered Doll. so very sorry, ma'am. It was an accident, wasn't it, Heidi? Is she all right, Lydia? I think so. Hello, Mommy. Heidi's a good girl. She's fine, thank goodness. That was so clumsy of me. I know how much Heidi means to you. This uh, story has a housekeeper, and she's using the tiniest... Of, of dusters. I don't know if anyone else found that ridiculous, but it was... Tiny dolls, wait, 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 tiny wait, 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 wait. A third yeah. the size of a normal duster. What the fuck are we talking about? That's the weird part of the story? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not the, the tiny dolls. Not the fact but, that this woman talks duster. to her dolls, treats them like uh, children... Um, that, so that all checks out. That yeah, all checks no, that's out. Fine. Totally someone get used a, a bigger... hose to like kill people. Well, why don't someone tell the story? Kyle. Oh, it's me. <laughs> what happened here? Mrs. McKinney owns a whole bunch of dolls. She loves them very much. And she has a maid at her house named Faith. And Faith doesn't like the dolls or Mrs. McKinney very much. She's cleaning the dolls one day, accidentally not, well, purposely knocks one over. Mrs. McKinney flips out. And then later that day, when Faith is on her own, she starts beating up all the dolls, throwing them around (laughs) and treating them like trash. Like they're battered dolls. Yeah, like they're battered dolls. Mr. McKinney catches her in the act. And lets her go. He fires her from her maid position. With a severance check. I know. Yeah, what a nice guy. That's like really sweet. So um, Faith proceeds to uh, uh, murder them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. The, the, the people, not the dolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah true. She uh, does the old uh, hooks a tube up to the running car in the garage. The tube reaches all the way across the house into their bedroom. That old trick. She proceeds <laughs> to put it in Mrs. McKinney's arms and she hugs it with her dolls. <laughs> And they die. (laughs) Then we find out she drags the bodies into the car in the middle of the night and makes it look like a suicide. The detective comes to investigate. He interviews Faith. Faith gives a Razzie winning performance. Um, And then one of the dolls that the detective picks up, he pulls the string and the doll says, no, Faith, why did you kill mommy? And she's caught red handed. Right. So this story is asking us to believe is, is it possible that a doll can a, a talking doll reveal a murderer to the police? But can we talk about the size <laughs> of that duster again? <laughs> Guys, it was at it was least so tiny. like a fourth the size of a normal feather yeah, duster. Yeah, it just didn't make practical sense, you know? Does was, anyone... Sorry, Kyle, please. I'm so sorry for no, cutting you off. I was more creeped out by Faith. <laughs> she was she scary. Was <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? She had like dead shark eyes. But you know what? Superhuman strength. But if you were if you were feather dusting with some... You know, <laughs> she also had bad, to- bad feather duster for as long as she was. You'd have dead eyes too. I think she only worked there for like a couple months. Did she that's also, all it takes. Did she also put Mr. and Mrs. McKinney in their like clothes, regular clothes? Yeah. Did yes. she take them out of her their sleeping clothes? Let, if this segment clear. were any longer than five minutes, I would love to like unstrip them. Undress the, them? 
I would like to see her undress the corpses. Do you, do you remember when that bodies. lady uh, ripped the wedding dress off her dead sister in the oh, casket? Yeah. Absolutely. The one that was booby trapped? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This, was that that? Oh, no, the dress was no, booby trapped. No, it was trapped. the Melbourne. Chris was one? not here for that episode. Whoa. Oh. I believe Muhammad was on. Was Muhammad. Chris, get out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Special guest star. Um, so, so these dolls yeah. were creepy. These dolls were creepy. She was creepy. Do you guys remember the story about the parrot? Yes. Because uh-huh. this is the same Absolutely. exact thing. There's, There's a story yeah, a about a, a parrot that squawks like, you killed me, Mrs. Robert. Okay, oh, the yeah. parrot yeah. was a ton- well, That was at least, I mean, there was a believable thread, even though it was yeah. ridiculous because the parrot's mimicking the noises and of the woman sure, being that's murdered. That's what parrots do. So, but not, that's not what dolls do. No, but <laughs> what, okay, what if this took place in the era of Teddy Ruxpin? Oh, Teddy Ruxpin does repeat so what you, you said. So you can record Ooh. that shit yeah. and have it played back, and Teddy would say it. It's Teddy true. was I know the some, man. I know some people in college who had who got their professor's uh, lectures on tape and would put it in Teddy Ruxpin and have Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> teach them their college lessons. It's great. Or a Furby. Those oh, record too, Furby's right? Furby's recorded? That or maybe just Teddy Ruxpin. I was gonna say I don't think Furby's recorded. Oh, Any. so you're saying the recording had to be the whole night. Like, yeah, if what if, she, hit what the if Mrs. McKinney loved Teddy Ruxpin? She was sleeping, uh, press the button, record on accident or whatnot. The confrontation was uh, not so quiet and then made him look imagine, like suicide. And then Teddy Ruxpin uh, had the whole recording. Of ima- the yeah. Imagine the court proceedings where they have to bring Teddy Ruxpin up. On the to, witness yeah. stand. On to the witness stand. <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to call a surprise witness to the stand. Show and tell time. I'm loving Teddy's Bear. My Teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin. He talks, he tells stories, he... Oh my God. It sounds so creepy. Poor is not included. Objection, Your Honor. Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? I really enjoy talking to people. I would like Teddy Ruxpin, the storyteller. Why would the commercial cut him off? (laughs) I would really like to say that my owners are treating me poorly at home. I've been abused. (laughs) Carry him off to the side. Yeah, do they bring this doll into the courtroom? I hope so. What evidence do they have? The evidence is the, the fucking stupid last minute confession out of nowhere okay, that's that the evidence so okay. i feel like that like the kernel of truth is that that the, that didn't happen they suspected the nanny from the beginning because she was off her story wasn't checking out like all you know nobody else thinks that this couple is depressed you know and so i think that if anything the nanny who's is mentally unstable just snaps and whether it's a full confession or she obviously just doesn't have a story that checks out. I mean, there's so many ways that I could see this being true and it's really just like the weird doll collection that kind of gets into the news. Yeah. Well, with that, let's go ahead and predict. What do you think? Fact or fiction? First up, Chris. You know, I tend to believe that there wouldn't be two fictional stories with the same type of format and outcome with the killer that confesses. So I am going to say this one is fact. Mark. I believe everything except the doll talking. Fact. I'll go next. Do we think it's possible that a woman killed two old people? By taking a 75-foot tube <laughs> from a garage all the way up into the bedroom on the second floor, stripped their bodies, dragged these very large people from upstairs into the car. Fiction. <laughs> Kyle. 
I can't think of a good reason why I'm going to say it's fiction. Fiction. Tiffany. I can't speak for that kernel of truth, but based on my other one, I'm going to say fact. All right. We've all locked in our predictions. Let's flip a coin. While you're flipping, I will say I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Frakes came out and said a story like this happened in the 1920s or something. Or Florida. (laughs) Either one. Either one. The coin is going to predict fact. And we are going to move on to story number three, which is called poker just poker justice poker justice poker justice lady gaga does not make an appearance i was upset sued oh we are we just yeah, got sued. We, no, just we just got, got sued. sued that's how it happens too someone <laughs> just comes over to you sued you've been you've been sued <laughs> you've been sued come on let's split up the money now you can't split a cheater's winnings it's bad luck he's right the money has to be won back fair and square from an honest man. When are we going to fight an honest man? Ned, Ian, and Bill didn't know many honest men. In fact, they could only think of one place where there might be one. Yes! Ah! Oh my god, yes. Star Trek was coming back to me. He did it. Jonathan it was Frakes. amazing. Now, I don't know if there's a name for this maneuver. But Frakes does this thing. Just look up Riker sitting in chairs. We need to post that on the... We will we'll put, put it, it on the show notes. So uh, Riker in Star Trek, played by Jonathan Frakes, who's the host of this show, he would always leapfrog over a, any seat that he sat in, like this kind of... <laughs> but it was like ladder. one leg. One leg. Like, a, like he's like mounting a horse, yes, but exactly. it's a chair. And uh, no one knows why, but it's his signature move. And, um, and he did it. It's beautiful. He did it in this episode. Sometimes he goes in reverse, and when he gets up, he goes backwards over yeah, it. Yeah, it's sexy. Chris, what did you think of that move? I was uh, mildly impressed with it. You tried it when we came into the recording studio. And, and I pulled a hamstring. <laughs> yeah, that recording out of the bed. So uh, how'd that work? Chris, so sorry for your injuries, but while you're recovering, give us a story summary of what happened here. Yeah, so this story is clearly a, a period piece. We don't know exactly what year, but it's a bunch of dock workers who are gathering in Molly's Tavern to play a game of poker. And you know it's a game of poker because one of the characters says, uh, read them and weep. So we know that that's what they're playing. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And uh, suddenly a man who looks like the network version of Chris Hemsworth dressed as Willy Wonka with an eye patch shows up uh, by the name of Robert Edwards. And he sits down to the table and he just keeps racking up these winds angering the other dock workers that are there. One of those men thinks that Robert is cheating and decides to shoot him dead. <laughs> this is where things get a little weird. They have this superstitious feeling or, or just a tradition where you can't split a cheater's winnings because it's bad luck. So they go to a church and they find an altar boy named Arthur. They start playing poker with him. He's never played before. And then suddenly he keeps winning. And then it's revealed that his father is the man who was shot earlier, Robert Edwards. And that's the whole story. I'm pretty that is sure. the whole story. Basically, what this story is asking us to believe is, is it possible that they they kill a man and then his son, randomly unconnected, is the guy that they find and he has this like beginner's luck streak. And was it the father's spirit helping him make those winnings? This one is so, I mean, there's no way the writers just made this up. 
Right? So is it based? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. No, 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 guys. And then nowhere. they go to the church and they find this altar boy. It's like, and because you know, there's that superstition uh, about not splitting a cheater's winnings, which I've uh, never heard of. Before. I've never. Has anyone heard of that? No, I've never heard no. of that. I mean, I'm not a gambler's, but maybe that's more common. And in- I feel like that's a pirate thing. <laughs> Oh, it could be based on pirate folklore, which in this case explains the eye patch. It does. It's It's all adding up. It's like if they didn't make it up, then it's either like an urban legendy kind of old myth or tale that they turned into this. A myth or a tale could be either one. Yeah, could Could be be a a hedger tale. Could be a mythical tale. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, you guys! It. You know what this reminds me of? The Telltale Heart. Now listen. Mm-hmm. Blinking. Why are you pounding the? Is that the table? like? Is that you throwing coins in to make the ante? But who? How does the story get passed down? Like by mouth. <laughs> I would say it's probably a mouth-based pass. Uh, Sounds contagious. That's how you get diseases. Um, yeah, maybe it's like poker lore, like amongst poker players, they tell this story to wart off uh, cheaters. Okay, what, what's, what's the know. kernel of truth poker here? That, don't that, know. that somebody was a really, somebody ended up winning some poker matches and they find out he's the son of a well-known poker yes, this, cheater. This sounds like that's so. This, this what, reminds there's me. There's nothing fantastical about that. Do you guys remember that story we did a while ago about the mill workers that thought that there were these tools that were cursed? Yeah, the Merlin thing. Yeah, and right. it was like so unbelievable. But it's like I believe those workers thought that the curse happened. It's yeah. like yep. yeah. I don't know if this is fact or fiction, but I believe someone thinks that someone's son was the son of a cheater. Like I don't know. That yeah. just kind of feels right to me. I don't know. I think it's a folktale. I think it's like a. American folktale, maybe they just said it in England. But wonderfully acted. I do, I, I don't know, like the, the accents, the set design, everything. The acting this, was good. It was just like one of the better Beyond Belief, like, I, I wish we had segments. more time with Eyepatch Guy, because he seemed really cool. Yeah, he came in and he was just like, he had I'm, a about presence to, there. I'm about to get, and then he was gone. He was shot dead. Uh, yeah, and he was cheating. Your, your recap made it sound like it was questionable whether he's cheating, but they found cards up his sleeve. Oh, yeah. They found cards up his ass, too. Like, <laughs> wow. Did you see that? I didn't see the paper they cuts. Pulled, yeah, they, they pulled his uh, pants down, blood everywhere, paper oh, cuts everywhere. God. I think they were going all out on the period they piece. They actually put his ass in a I, big I like how you jar. said he had blood all over his pants and that <laughs> it was a period piece. <laughs> Everything you all said wow. was great. They actually put his ass in a pickle jar. <laughs> Here we go. And yes. is that the bar of the bloody hand? Complete your thought, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was it? No, I needed to do a little pickup there. <laughs> the pickup of the asshole in the pickle jar. <laughs> There's our title yeah. for the last episode of Beyond Belief. All right, guys, let's go into predictions. Fact or fiction? Uh, you know what? I'll take this one first. Do I think it's possible that some weird shit happened like hundreds of years ago and there's this weird story that's floating around. Yeah, fact. Kyle. Uh, absolutely. There's, there's nothing fantastical or weird about this. It's just a story that has been told. Fact. Mark. I do agree that it's a story that's been told, but I don't think it's a true story. Fiction. Chris. I, I'm on my journey to 100%. And on that journey, you have to make some tough decisions. And normally, um, I would vote because it's historical as, mm, you know, true. But in this case, uh, I'm going to go against the grain and say that they did this to trick us because it's historical. And I'm going to say this is pure fiction. Wow, you get some Will Hines energy going. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Tiffany. Fact. (laughs) I like Tiffany's 
uh, answer. Much was that better. just like a fuck you to Chris? <laughs> yes, absolutely. 100%. We've all locked in our predictions. Let's flip a coin. The coin is going to predict fact, and we are going to move on to story number four, which is called Above the Clouds. It's like the poker face. It's, well, you know. It's that elevator dream again. Honey, haven't I always told you just take a bad dream, throw it out the window? I'm trapped in an elevator, and, and there's this man, and he's reaching for me, and, and there's no way out. Well, there's always a way out, even in an elevator. You know, when they built the thing, the construction workers had to move up and down. And uh, there's always a telephone and safety cables. So you're saying there is no trap? That's right. Melanie Grayson is the star of the show in Above the Clouds. Mark, who's Melanie? So Melanie is a teenage girl, and she has been having these nightmares where she's stuck in an elevator in a skyscraper on the top floor, and the elevator starts to like shut down and break and collapse, and she freaks out and wakes up every time. And she's telling her dad, and her dad tells her as if he's like an elevator kind of sewer or repairman or sage. Um, <laughs> um, he's like, there's always a way out. There's a phone, there's an emergency button. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine if anything happens. Uh, and then of course her friend wants to have her birthday dinner at the restaurant above the clouds at the top store of the highest building in their town. You know, Mel's nervous, but she goes along and everything goes fine and she's enjoying herself. Um, and then in the elevator on the way back down, it stops. And it starts to shake. And it's everything that happened in Mel's dream. But she doesn't panic because she's kind of had this dream before. She kind of knows. And she has her dad's words telling her to stay safe. So she keeps calm. She keeps her friends calm. And the elevator doors open. And then firefighters are there to help them out. Right. So this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that a premonition predicting absolutely nothing of danger could come true? Because like, right? right? Like she has a dream that she's in an elevator and a hand reaches out and then she's in an elevator and a hand (laughs) reaches out and saves her. Like there's no... Isn't it ironic? (laughs) Don't you think? It's also like you keep thinking, she's like, I kept like a a cool level head and I helped my friends. And I'm like, you didn't do anything. All you said was like, be calm for a couple times hey, and waited for firefighters to do. Hold on. She repeated that sage wisdom that her father gave her. There's always a way out. She checked That's the true. phone. Yeah. I don't like this advice. There's always a way out. Like it's some kind of revolutionary idea. <laughs> you're in an elevator. Yeah. The the door. Like there's always a way out. It's right there. That's Unless like. Unless you're a kid in the closet. Yeah. Well, that's true. Well, well then there's a still way a way out. Yeah. <laughs> Not the way you'd like. To hell. Um, <laughs> Colonel of Truth. Girl had a dream. Had a situation happen. Could have even had that dream 10 weeks after the elevator yep. and then 10 years later she's remembering this out of order. Yep. This kind of totally. shit always frustrates me. Oh, man. I don't like these like flip flop stories here. Why would they well, pick this not story Not necessarily flip flop Not necessarily <laughs> but that, I think that's my theory and I yeah great question. Why would they pick this story? It's so because it, it, you know it, it easily is true like right. we've established that but then i'm like so what they heard this and then they picked this story for beyond belief or on the flip side they 
wrote right. it and it's like why would they write i i literally i'm at a loss i have no the, idea the why this belief was like here. we're getting canceled what do we got left in the crap box All right, this one, <laughs> they've got this thing sitting at the writer's room it's called the crap box <laughs> and inside are a bunch of slips of paper of just the worst i like you know we're pitching stories like what about this girl who's uh, in an elevator and then uh nothing happens and they're like Bill, put that in the crap box. That's, that's no, no, no. He, he didn't make it on. He came in. He was like, guys, you won't believe this story that somebody told me that happened to them. Okay. They a, okay. They had a dream. They were in an elevator. Oh. And then they were in an elevator. Oh, put in the crap box. It's a fact that, story. It's a, it's a true. Sucked, it really Bill. happened. Doesn't this feel like a half told story? Doesn't it feel like there's we're, one we're more, missing part yeah, of it? There's something missing. That's here. why they yeah. add a curse or uh, thanks written in a mirror in a, in a foggy bathroom. You're like, right. That's they why they add the goofy thing on to these easily now, easily true stories. Let's writer's room this. What would be the extra step that would actually make this story interesting? I thought she was going to actually be the one to get them out because in her dream she kind of put together some pieces. Maybe she thought she was going to she was collapsing. Like maybe I, she would be the hand reaching was, out? Yeah, she was going to be the hand reaching out and helping them. Um, and then the elevator would collapse or she would make some kind of last ditch effort to not let them go in the elevator and then it would break down something that would lead to her being the one who saves the day. Or what if like, you know, she's the one that's like really nervous about getting in the elevator and her friends like Melanie, come on, let's get in the elevator, get in the elevator and the elevator gets stuck. But then when they get out and the firefighters pull them out, they were like, you know, there was this huge issue, uh, a, a beam collapsed. That's what stopped the elevator. But 14 people died in the stairwell. Phantom billboard. Yeah, like the elevator oh, actually wow. ended up saving her life, and the, if she had taken the stairs, she would have died. What yeah. if the What if the door had opened? The firefighters went to rescue her, and they were aliens. Ooh, fact! I would have believed it. <laughs> what if they just got food poisoning at the restaurant and died right there in the elevator? But after they were saved <laughs> by the firefighters, thank you so much. What? I'm not feeling well. <laughs> or the elevator is like the afterlife, and they died before they got in the elevator, and so none of that's true. I it's a limbo. It. Yeah, it's a different kind of stairway to heaven. We hate this story. Maybe this is what I'm not We're not actually long. talking about what happened. <laughs> We're talking about what could have been. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to predictions. Fact or fiction? First up, Kyle, what Fact. do you think? Mm, a quick and decisive vote, Chris. Yeah, it feels like uh, they're missing a part, and that is because it's a true story that they, for some reason, beyond belief, didn't want to embellish this one. So I'm going to say fact. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go next. I I can't imagine this story getting told. What? I had a dream. I was in an elevator and I got saved. Okay, yeah. Thanks, Mel. Come back to us when you have a fucking third act of your story. <laughs> so I'm going to go fiction. <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, I'm going to go fact again. Mark. I think uh, I think it's a simple premonition story and those get told all the time. So fact. All right. We've all locked in our predictions. I'm the lone fiction. Let's flip a coin. Let's see if you are the lone fiction. I am no longer the lone fiction. The coin will predict fiction along with me and we will move on to the fifth and final story that we will ever discuss on this show until the German reboot. <laughs> Which is called Screensaver. To be clear, the story is called Screensaver, not the German reboot. I don't know mm -hmm. if that was confusing. It was a little confusing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah Choo-choo! I can't live like this anymore, Ricky. I'm tired of waiting up and wondering where you are. It's just no good anymore. I'm still in love with you, Maggie. I'm sorry, Ricky. 
love with you anymore. Now, we were talking about this off mic, but you were the only person that knew what After Dark was. Yeah. It was old screensaver pack for Windows 95. Flying toasters. Flying toasters. There's a whole theme song. This. L- let me go ahead and give you the story summary for this one. This is about Maggie Jordan and Ricky Hart, two lovers that have broken up. They know they want to be together, but they're just not right, and he can't commit. So, you know, Maggie's like, screw Detroit. I'm going to the heart of the world, the 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 Paris of California, West Hollywood, uh, where all the best uh, baguettes are. Um, so she moves there, and Bigots? she's bigots, and she moves there. She's living up life. She's loving it, and uh, her computer not working. So she takes it in to get repaired. Picks it up a few days later. Wouldn't you know it? The photo that she gave her ex-boyfriend as a parting gift, which is weird, shows up on her screensaver. It's him and her. And the computer repairman, man, man, man. <laughs> it's a Keenan and Kel thing. Um, I got it. And uh, he says, hey, actually, this isn't your computer. It got mixed up with another guy. And right at that moment, in walks the ex-boyfriend in town for only a short business trip and says... I'm in love with you still. And then they make out and then they're meant to be together and then they're together. But that doesn't solve the underlying relationship issues. That it they doesn't have. solve the underlying no. relationship issues. And and it's more importantly, did they actually fix her computer? Where's her computer at? He took it. Yeah, he took it. Also, I, I kept waiting for this to be like, oh, it's like the screensaver was the beyond belief supernatural thing that kept showing up, just showing her that she what? needed to like get back together. But it's like, oh, sorry, your computers were mixed up. Yeah. What would have been great is if she took the computer back and sees him and then they get the mean and she's like, if it wouldn't have been for you uploading that picture, I don't know. And he's like, I never did that. The picture just was a. Yeah. It manifested itself. That would have been yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what? Because that's the beyond belief part. This is before digital cameras. How the hell did that picture make it onto that computer? <laughs> well, he probably, and with that uh, resolution. <laughs> he had to use a high quality scanner. Yeah. I don't think he has DPI access to that. At least. <laughs> I loved in this uh, where she's trying to get her laptop back and she goes up to the tech guy and she's like, you know, I just need to know this guy's address. I need to know. And he's like, ma'am, it's against policy. You know, she's like, it's my ex. If I could only get his address. And this is before she realizes that he's actually like entered the store. And then she goes, I felt desperate. So I knew I had to open up to him. Please. (laughs) (laughs) That got one of the biggest audience laughs out of us. Oh my gosh. That was her desperate opening up to him. Why wouldn't she have his number still no you delete the number you delete the this number. is before cell phones right so your numbers changing man when you come to west hollywood you build a new identity and that identity <laughs> holy shit it sounds like very much personal experience on that what is your real name because oh, now that i can't be mark Wahlberg. Yeah, now that i'm thinking about it that is a pretty obvious alias i feel like he came up with that before he knew that it was a very wow. popular name after like, all the dudes her roommate is inviting into their house you might have to <laughs> yeah that was another part of the story and all the plants that she's inviting into her house. So i know plants. she better not commit a crime in that house because those plants are gonna rat on her yeah, they are. <laughs> maybe the plants are the ones that up Uploaded the photo onto the computer. You just, we missed the scene where the leaf just like reaches over to the keyboard and starts going into the settings of the Mac. 
It's just that scene in every show where the the plant's trying to like figure out what the password is, and it's like, oh no, what does she always do? She doesn't water me a lot. Doesn't water me a lot. Access granted. All right, guys, let's go on to predictions. Why would she say? Why would the? Why would it be? Doesn't water me a lot. Isn't this her typing it in? No, yeah. the plant is typing it in. Yeah, but but the plant would type in doesn't water me, but she would have made that. So somebody doesn't water her. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm typing this password in case my plant thinks about it. All right, guys, let's go on to predictions. First up, Tiffany. Fact or fiction? Last one, Tiff. Make it good. Make it good. Make it great. I'm going to go fact. <laughs> Chris. Uh, that, was, that was her great. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's really, really dumb. And for that reason, I think that writers wouldn't make it up. I'm going with the stupid rule. Fact. All right. I'll go next. Do I think it's possible that people ran into each other? Absolutely. But I think this is like a romantic comedy story. So I'm going to go fiction. Mark. I don't think they're going to end on a, on a sweet beat and go out on a fiction. I don't think they're going to lie to us. Metagame. So I'm going to go fact. All right. Kyle. Do you guys remember on the very first episode of the show when the lady dreamed her dream house? Yes, of course. That has nothing to do with what I'm thinking on this one. <laughs> but I'm going to go fact. <laughs> all right. We've all locked in our predictions. Let's flip a coin. The last coin flip. The coin is going to predict fiction. And ladies and gentlemen, let's find out what the truth is one last time. First up, first story. This is the bloody hand. This is the one about the hand in the jar that kept pointing, pointing, pointing to the guy in the bar. And everyone thinks that this is some urban legend nonsense. Let's find out what the truth is. You think this story really happened? Not on your life. It's a lie. Fiction. Guys, let's go on to story number two. This one is called The Battered Doll. This is the one about the woman who confessed randomly because that's what people do. As a recap, Chris, Mark, Tiffany, you guys think this story actually happened. Kyle, you think it's fiction, and I agree. Let's find out what the truth is. This one is obviously fake, right? Wrong. It happened. A similar story occurred in the state of New Jersey about 20 years ago. Fact. Jersey? Now there's a Jersey rule? Oh, man. We call it Joyzy. The Joyzy Woe. Let me <laughs> that, tell you about the Joyzy Woe. That's what we call it. Chris. Affordable housing. You Then you, you commute into New York because no one's buying an apartment there. What accent? That accent just no. mutated. You will no. not bomb. A He's palm. melting. No. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. A bomb in New York City. You will buy a house in Jersey. If this. Taking a shuttle in. If this makes the cut and the plant jokes don't. I'm going to be very pissed. The plant jokes were part of such a long run that is so untenable. Yeah, but it was the best part of the whole. Yeah, it really was the best minutes. part of that whole fucking segment. The whole show, really. What a producer, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move on to story number three. This is po 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 poker just po poker just as. This is about the guy who was the son of the dad who died by gun, and he was the winner of the funds. <laughs> the fuck go with it and as a recap i think this actually happened kyle tiffany you agree with me chris you don't 
and neither does Mark. Let's find out what the truth is. Was this story based on a real happening? Yes. Our research shows a similar incident took place in San Francisco in the 1850s. Fact. Oh, crazy. Jesse, can you do your deflated balloon, please? <laughs> because that is my 100% going up in smoke. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Well, that's it. You know what? You could still get four out of five. And you could still win the season. And you might even be able to win the show. Oh, my God. You're so right. All right, let's keep going with the show then, you guys. Oh, well, now we'll keep going with the show. Okay, awesome. (laughs) Let's go ahead on to story number four, which is called Above the Clouds. This is the one about the girl who had a premonition about being in an elevator, and then it turns out that happened. Um, (laughs) Kyle, Chris, Tiffany, Mark, you guys think this is a real event. I think that the writers pulled this out of the crap box. (laughs) Let's find out what the truth is. Do you think this was real? did we got you it's false fiction you know what i think i'm gonna really enjoy ending this episode where mr 60 comes back (laughs) (laughs) you think it's gonna happen yeah let's find out well you're probably right because i was the lone fiction on this and the last story so this one screensaver i don't think it happened i think it's a romantic comedy but everyone else believes that this laptop mix-up actually happened let's find out what the truth is was this inspired by an actual event no way it's a work of fiction fiction oh mr 40 <laughs> they pulled two out of the crap box at the last jesse moment. wow above my average for above sure. the clouds above the clouds with this score everybody all right guys did anyone only get one correct this week so far we are alive. <laughs> did anyone get only two correct this week? That, I did. Oh, and me. And Kyle. Yeah. Okay, that's... Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we all pulled Tiffany's this week. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, did you get three correct? I did. I got Fantastic three correct. Fantastic job. Wow. Above the average. Mm-hmm. Above the clouds. And I got one wrong, so I got four out of five. Wow. Pretty oh. good, though. Very good. Not bad. Not bad. Thank you, guys. Nicely yeah. done. Nice and what about that coin? So the coin got 100%. No! 100%. Be Chris. <laughs> so wait. <laughs> if I said, you know what, you guys, I'd, I want to leave it up to random chance today. Yep. Yeah. I would have gotten 100%. Yeah. You they pulled a little trickaroo on us this one because I believe the majority of the episodes in this show have been three facts and two fictions. Mm-hmm. And they flipped it and it was three fictions and two facts. Interesting. In this episode. Certainly, it's always a 3-2 split most of the time. Every now and then, they'll do a 4-1 split, and that just throws But we never wrench. had a full fact or full fiction. Nope. Never. I don't know. Maybe they could just never do that, because if any, it was anybody's first episode watching, That's the they, problem. they would be turned off by They'd it. be like, what? They'd be like, what? I what thought is this, this was supposed what to be What's the point? Thing. Yeah, what's right. the point? Guys, I have the results. Oof. Okay, so, so wait. Let's yes. break this down. First, we're going to hear the results of season four and crown a winner for season four. To recap, Mark, you won seasons one and two. Uh, yes, I did. Thank you. 
I happened to win season three. Now we're going to find out. Oh, who... Mr. Modesty. Over here. <laughs> I just happened to stroll in. It was such a fortunate turn of events. I was totally unplanned. I would like to point out that, yes, Mark, you did win season one, but technically the guests won season two. Right, which we don't count. We don't count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we don't do care it. About we give that. them, as a courtesy to them, we give them a percentage. You know, whatever. But it's like an honorary trophy that they get. It is, a, it is an honorary trophy. Um, so, guys, with that said, let us give out the awards for season four, starting at the low end. Well, let's do it this way: the highest score in season four is seventy percent, and the lowest score in season four, forty-seven percent. Can I guess who won season four? No. It's just going to take too long. You can't do anything. I'm just going to spoil it right now, guys. 47%, the guests. Cool. So that means I'm not last. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, guests. Thank you. Next up at a 48%. (laughs) That's a big jump. The coin. Oh, wow. 48%. Even with its 100 at the end. Slightly below. Yes, even with its 100 at the end, slightly below. That brought it up. It was at 45. Moving on up from the coin at 57%. Whoa. Significant jump. Tiffany and I tied. Whoa. Yay. We have a, I have a buddy. <laughs> 57 wow. is pretty darn good. Yeah. Nice. I'm happy with Significantly that. above random. More change. than half the time I, I think, you guys get it right. I think mm-hmm. Jesse had like 42 last season. Yeah. It wasn't great. Season three. No, it was 51. Okay. Yeah. So 57. Nice. Next up at 58%. One percentage point higher than Tiffany and I. Mark or Chris? Could it be both? Could Weed have tied? And that means it's definitely not Kyle because Kyle won the season, which is what <gasps> my predicted anyway. You guys tied and Kyle won this season. Oh, wow. 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 Yes. 70%. Yes. Yes. I quit. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he came right back. Okay, you you, you back. quit on the last episode. <laughs> it seems a little. He's not getting paid enough. Yes. I win. Victory. Victory is his. Oh, my now, God. I wanted one. So bad. And you and you got it. And so here's the question. I'm, I'm so happy right This is now. the question for Kyle. Is that 70 enough to pull that average up over everyone? Ladies and gentlemen. No. Let us reveal <laughs> for the first time the total percentages. For what really matters. What yeah. really matters. Here we go. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, let so me, Kyle, let me live in my glory here for a second. Kyle won this season, but Mark and Chris each have won their own seasons. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that actually mean practically? Well, Who is going to bear out the most fruit of their respective loins? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who's That's getting the bronzed frakes? Who's getting the brolin? <laughs> now, I do want to preface this by saying that calculating these percentages is a little tricky. So we're not going to reveal the guest's total overall score right now. We are going to do a statistical breakdown episode later on as kind of a bonus episode. We'll deal with the guests later. What we really want to get into is the nitty gritty. Did the coin beat us all. No, the coin got last place with 51.11%. Wow. Right where it needs to be. Yeah. Incredible. That's amazing. Straight down the middle like a coin It's not statistically odd at all. 
It's not. It's 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 odd emotionally. It feels like it should just be really bad. Yeah, but it's it not. does because it just does can't think. And I'll tell you why that's really upsetting to me because I got fifty two percent. Whoa. <laughs> Oof. Should I have flipped a coin for the past forty five hours of my life? So you're saying that you were the the last amongst us? Yes, out of all five of the hosts, I scored in last place for the season total. We're talking about like the okay. whole season. We don't, we don't have the to, whole yeah. series. We don't have to continue to. But you're uh, above that fifty. Home. I'm very pleasantly surprised. Tiffany. Tiffany. Hey. Wait, I have a question. Oh. Tiffany gets shit all the time because she uh, generally scores lower than average, but. You're the one who has the lowest series number. Why Let's not is get that? carried away. Tiffany has one percentage point above Woo! me at 53%. Oh, yeah, okay. one percentage. That's a lot. There's a lot in between 52 and 53. There Different is. worlds. Hey, well, 52.1, yeah. 52.2, 52. Yeah. Think of all those decimal points. It's true. Now we are left between Mark, who won seasons one and two, me, who won season three, and Kyle, who's won season four. So the last wow. three people are season winners. Well, that would make mathematical sense. Yeah, it does. Yes. It's, but Chris, you were so right behind me in season two. I was pretty far below you in season three, but then we tied in season four. It's uh, it's tough. Yeah, and I, and I was pretty far below you guys in every other season. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> this is a Mark and Chris race. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. just give me this next spot. It's okay because <gasps> there's actually no upset. It is Kyle. <laughs> it is Kyle. And Kyle, you're going to get 54%. So let's recap. Wow. The coin at 51, me at 52, Tiffany at 53, Kyle at 54. That's insane. Whoa. And then we jump up to 80%. And then we jump up to 60%. Oh, Mr. 60. Oh, my gosh. Do not. Do not. (laughs) Really? So either you get Mr. 60, like you've always really wanted, or I steal it and usurp it from you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait. The next percentage up from Kyle is 60%. That is the second place person. But the winner... Of beyond, beyond belief of all four seasons is. <laughs> with how much? <laughs> with 60% Mark and Chris tied. <gasps> we tied! Oh my gosh! Wow! And you're Mr. 60. Wow. How crazy is that? We Chris, I love that. Chris, you <laughs> predicted 215 stories and Mark, you predicted 205 stories. You got 123 right. Chris, you got 129 right. That is exactly 60%. 60.00 for both of you. Wow. What a wonderful, uh, even keel 60% to, you know, end the podcast on. Congratulations, guys. You've, Thank you. Thank you've you. won, but at the same time, did you win? Because there's no winner when you tie. Hmm. I consider it a win, but I more than Thanks, more than the numbers, and we're I'm just sour. Agreed. We're we're talking a lot about the numbers today, but honestly, like we're at the end of this show. This was forty five episodes that we've been through over the course of uh, a year and I think three months now. 
that has just been really a cool experience to relive this show, especially with all of you guys and a, and a bunch of people that, you know, are, are out there listening who also have the same fondness for this really cool campy show. <laughs> well, and guys, I watched Beyond Belief for the first time. Oh, like, yeah. that's right. I had never yeah. seen any of these stories before. So I you're got living it. it through in, in adulthood only. Yeah, in adulthood only. But I also got to see it kind of in the nostalgia that you guys had for it. It simultaneously it was kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah we grew up with it and, and it just kind of passed you by as it did a lot of people i think a lot of people you know don't really know what this show is and hopefully amazon prime will you know be able to bring it back to them yeah it was mm-hmm. fun to go back and watch it all but this is only kind of this is only half the story here i feel like we need to research these things come back tell more stories about them uh, mm. I think there are beyond belief stories that our listeners are sending in. There's a lot of hanging questions out exactly. there. Exactly. I think I think we still need to try and get interviews with these folks that worked on the show. I think Frakes still exists. Yeah, I, I think Frakes is an urban legend. I gotta say, guys, the Frakes is really is not out there. Yeah, I don't know. I want to believe, but I just feel like he's. Uh, Do you think if we not have real. a chair with a low back that he'll? <laughs> We're gonna have to get it? one. I think that's the only way he would ever consider coming anywhere near us. Yeah. <laughs> it was a high back chair. If you go to that, if you what, what is that chair that you sit in and it kills you? A stool. Jesus. <laughs> Wow, Chris really doesn't like stools. Are death traps? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Um, Thanks, guys. This has been a fun journey. And Jesse, your eyes have been a kind of like a permanent bloodshot red for like the last (laughs) editing these, uh, editing all these episodes. Looking at that screen, (laughs) it's a lot of work. But you know, you guys coming over and being a part of it is. 50% 50% of what's worth it. And then the other 50% is all the people that have consistently come back week after week. There's so many people that listen to this show that are fans. We've gotten Facebook messages about people, you know, reconnecting with the show and it, it reminding them of, of growing up and being with their parents and watching this show. And that's, that's how I discovered it. And I hope that I hope, you know, we're going to keep this feed live and we'll, like Kyle said, we're, we're hoping to maybe do some additional episodes. We don't exactly know what, what it's going to look like and when it's going to look like, but we're hoping to, you know, continue to bring that. And I hope that people continue to find these episodes for the future years. You know, this uh, material won't expire, you know, you can still come back and watch, uh, you know, an old man collect his war medals, uh, from a, uh, that's, from, a, from a funeral home. This is, that's the one you went with. That's the first story. First episode, first story. Never mind then. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully people will find that and many other stories for years to come. As long as we keep paying to host the website. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, that money's gotta keep rolling in. Let's win the lotto and then just... And with that said, also, uh, we have merchandise on our website. (laughs) Here Uh, we go. That'll help. Uh, Subscribe to us. What a plug machine. Rate us on iTunes. Give us a review. Help us spread the word. Uh, That'll actually help the show keep going is and to live on is uh, with your guys help so yeah seriously tell friends uh, that you think would like this because that's the best type of advertisement um, is just telling someone that you think would enjoy this show so with that said thank you all for listening and this has been beyond beyond belief